Greetings from us here at Comic Talk. I'm, Welcome to the Talkings of Comics. I am Joshua. And I am Drew. We're talking about Clean Room. It's from some lady named Gail Simone. The cleanest of rooms. Communist Russia, room clean too. <laughs> My favorite one of those jokes is still the capitalist America though. What's that one? In capitalist America, bank robs you. <laughs> That's good. That's not even a joke. No. It's just an Fact. observation. <laughs> it's observational humor. Okay, so yeah, this is volume one of Gail Simone's Clean Room. Uh, this is also featuring John Davis Hunt and Quentin Winter. It's called Immaculate Conception. Quentin Winter. That's a good name. Quinter. <laughs> it is pretty good. That's, I'm up for it. We picked this one up uh, in a sale. You know, uh, Gail Simone. We said, Gail Simone, she's cool. Yeah, I liked her with Pumbaa. <laughs> yeah. On fire today. That's good. That's digging deep for those. <laughs> so, uh, you know, we figured, hey, let's let's check out something she's done that's not DC. Uh, I mean, it's Vertigo, but, you know, see what happens when she stretches her legs a little bit. Mm -hmm. So what's the what's the synopsis here? Uh, you, there's kind of like a loose uh, Scientology reference, I think, going on. But basically, there's this self-help thing that kind of turns into a cult. And there's some crazy shit going on. And this journalist believes that they're, you know, behind it. She's been personally affected by right. craziness. Right. And somehow people, followers seem to be, like, killing themselves and mm -hmm. weird shit's happening. Sure. Right? Sure. So let's, let's do the usual. What's your general feel of this one? Like thumbs up, thumbs down? Yeah. I yeah. liked it. I liked it, too. Yeah. Yeah, I, with some qualifiers that we'll get to, but sure. yeah, I liked it. All right. What, let's do something a little different. What's your favorite thing about it? Oh, damn. Probably the characters. I know that's such like a cheap answer, but mm -hmm. they are really good characters. Mm -hmm. Yeah, they're, uh, they're somewhere between... They're not super like hyper-realistic in, in their... They're telling. They're kind of stylized people. Yeah, it's like a, a, the hyperbole of a certain sort of person. Right, but yet uh, relatable in weird ways. It's it's a pretty cool line that she walks with these characters. Mm -hmm. It's uh, almost like that feeling, like when you're like, oh, I know somebody like that, and like it, at first thought that seems completely logical, and then when you try to dissect it past that, you realize you're probably full of shit. Right. But you still have that feeling, nonetheless. Right, right. They feel like people, but you would never actually meet these people in reality, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and what did you like least about it? I didn't feel like it was super successful at the horror element. Right. Right. I'll agree there, too. But for me, the reason I, I post this to you in this way is because the thing that I like most about it, the thing that I like least about it, were strangely kind of the same thing. Like, uh, it's so vague with what is really happening that it it puts this, this cool hook into you that you want to... Like get to the bottom of like how all this stuff is connected. Mm -hmm. The problem though is that it's one of these like legitimate volume one mm -hmm. where I think it's pretty selectively vague though. Definitely. Yeah. But what I'm getting to is that in the same way as something else that we recently did, uh, uh, 
the unwritten. Mm-hmm. It doesn't feel like you're getting a self-contained thing here where I can tell somebody like just read this, you'll like it, right? And mm-hmm. that's and you're done. Like I can't just this isn't something that you could just loan somebody for them to read and then they're like, yeah, that was great, thanks a lot. They would be like, well, do you have the rest? Yeah, you know what I mean. It yeah. it feels like the first um, act of a thing rather than a, a self-contained. There's there's no little mini arc that happens sure. in here by itself really i would say it's less so though than like other things that i've read maybe because we do kind of i mean we get simple answers to the questions you know there's nothing like concrete you know absolute like this is exactly what's going on but i think i would be fine just reading this and saying like yeah i kind of got the gist of it you know i could really? read more or i couldn't right yeah, I don't know. Maybe, maybe I'm just daft when I, you know, when I read this one. Maybe I didn't quite pick everything well, up. You could have had different questions than I did. Could be. It could be. Like my main thing here, or the thing that that struck me as is the most interesting was really all of the stuff with the character on the cover, which is not the protagonist at of all. the book. It's it's not even really the antagonist, right? She's well, just, at a point. In, she in a way, that way, yeah, she seems maybe like she is, but she's really kind of not. She's mm-hmm. you know like an on part of the ensemble cast, really. Sure. Which is maybe one of the cooler things about the vagueness of how it's presented, mm-hmm. right? Because you really, as you travel through the book, the cast really grows uh, in a way that I I didn't expect at the front end. Mm-hmm. I really didn't think that it would become like. Like characters keep coming into it that I think are going to be like They're done, away. done and gun, done and one kind of thing. One and done, yeah. one and done. There you go, done and one. Uh, and then they they keep having relevance. They keep coming back and keep being brought into it, and mm-hmm. like the cast grows and grows as you read through it, which is yeah. There's also little bits of the story that they come back to that I didn't expect them to come back to, like when they found the uh, the junkie dude all contorted and shit. Right. I figured that was just kind of you know done, and then towards the end of the trade, like it comes back up, and I'm like, oh, right, awesome. Yeah. You know. Yeah. It it's really well crafted in that way that I mm-hmm. uh, it makes me want to read more of it. Yeah, the sort of short and long term storytelling and they're weaving together, like that's arguably my favorite part of the whole medium. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just the ability to tell, yeah, again, short stories and long stories and have them interweave together and, you know, not detract from one another. And Yeah, definitely. What else can we talk about here? What, what is the, the, the deal with all of the weird, like, demon-y kind of things? What do you think is going on? Do you have any, any theories or did you pick up anything that you think is, is telling you what's actually happening with the clean room and the demon-y people that... Yeah, well, I don't think that the the clean room and the demony people are necessarily related, um, because it was a big deal when the demony kind of spoiler alert, it was right. a big deal when the demony kind of people made it into the clean room. You know, they were like, we've been trying to make it in here for fucking ever, you know, and you can't do that. Um, and I think you know a lot of that's just primarily because uh, she takes a lot of weak people in there, you know, which are prime for them. And then there's the bit that says that you know we're not uh, demons or aliens, you know, we're something but they're probably some kind of mixture or analogy to those two extra dimensional things of some sort yeah Yeah. and they're in the sky they're not in the ground right um 
Right. Yeah. Angels, maybe. Maybe some sort of weird techno angels or yeah, some other angels. race of beings. Who knows? Yeah. Or maybe there's even multiple different things. Sure. All the- you know what this kind of reminded me of a little bit is uh, Doctor Strange. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's me too. I got some Doctor Strange vibes mm-hmm. out of it as well. But it's a much, much more uh, kind of serious tone than what we get from Jason Aaron's Doctor Strange, I felt like. Sure, you know? sure. Um, you know, and um, maybe premise only, it's sort of similar to that. You know, when he's sort mm-hmm. of looking around and seeing, well, this lady's got some fucking parasite on her and she has no idea because it's like an extra dimensional being, whatever. You know, there's there's some of that in there. Right. Um, but then there's none of like the, I need this enchanted lamp to burn this sure. demon thing. Sure. So this does a really cool job. I think really what she's going for here is to meld like uh, horror with uh, like science fiction, but then also bring in all these religious like uh, neo-religious concepts. You know, there's mm-hmm. a lot of like weird like you said, Scientology kind mm-hmm. of stuff. Like, really, the whole thing is built around a, a Scientology-like cult. Yeah, I got strong Scientology vibes. I mean, at several occasions, you know, mm-hmm. even down to, like, the huge celebrity involvement thing and how, right. like, something happens and they'll cancel their things. And, yeah, it's it's very clearly uh, some of her inspiration for the story. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And not to, also the proponent of this or not the proponent, the, um, yeah, I guess the proponent of this whole, like, little cult thing used to be, like, a horror writer, and then she switched over to self-help. Right. Which is clearly, like, the other dude used to be a sci-fi writer, and right. then he's like, yeah. Yeah, exactly. So, this, I don't know, is there, how much more of this is there right now? Do you I have, have any no idea? no idea. Me neither. Uh, how interested are you in continuing to read this? I can do another one. Me I too. Me too. Yeah, I liked yeah. it enough that I, I, I will probably keep reading it. So I don't know what that, if that tells you anything about it really. Um, how about artistically? What did you think of the art here? Yeah, I think on one hand it could have been the reason why the horror element didn't work. Um, but in another regard, it serves a lot of the rest of the story really well. Mm-hmm. And I, I, it's tough. I think there's a lot of high and low points for it. Mm-hmm. It reminded me a lot of Lock and Key. Yeah. You know, where the horror is kind of lost a little bit because it's trying to do a lot more than just horror. Mm-hmm. And so, like, these grotesque bits feel a little wonky mm-hmm. in, in the style that the rest of it is in. But I did feel like it was more successful than that was. Yeah, definitely. In terms of the horror elements. I just think uh, they should really, like, triple the amount of detail anytime something's supposed to be scary or something. Like, a deeply contrasting artistic style between, like, those two tones of the book would really, really, really serve it well. Um, and I'm kind of disappointed they didn't take that direction with it. Right. I, I really... I felt like this could have gone in a slightly more like nameless vibe, mm. right? Where because nameless we had that where it would it would be a bit more standard comic booky, and then as it 
got into the grotesque stuff and the horror elements, it would get more and more detailed and grittier and mm. nastier looking, and it really was pretty horrific. Whereas this... Which, by the way, would you say that's sort of your standard bearer for horror comics right now? Modern stuff that's mm-hmm. been out? Yeah, I think so. I think me. so, too. Yeah. Do you feel like this has much weight to it? Because I felt like it was pretty... It it feels like it's trying to be a little weightier than it comes off. You know yeah, what I mean? Like a, I did get that vibe. Where it was a little more fun and light than I think they were going for, mm-hmm. in, in a way. I don't know. It, but, I, yeah, I guess if you got the same vibe, then there must be something to that. Yeah, I think the... The moment where it really just kind of called bullshit was when she was talking about how she chose certain people around her because she had like a fail safe with him or something. And that just seemed like so easy, yeah. you know, and just not very well earned at that point. Mm-hmm. And yeah, yeah. I mean, we don't have any regard for like these people around her other than she says they're important. And then around the time where we start to maybe get some of that feeling like it's just kind of like torn away right right then yeah definitely with a lot of the backstory i felt kind of was underdeveloped Mm -hmm. here and also this pisses let me double check on this yeah i guess there's there's a little visual cue for it but in the beginning they're in germany right right um and the really your only clue for that is that yeah right uh ein bonstrasse Strasse is street for German, I think, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Or German for street. <laughs> street for German. <laughs> anyway, um, so I read most of this book without Astrid having, like, a German accent mm. in my mind. And then when I figured out that she was supposed to, I was really pissed off about it. Yeah, and that, that accent probably clicks a lot of the character into place, actually. Yeah. Because the, the writing would probably... I, I imagine she felt pretty stilted without the German accent. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, that's that's a nice little tip if you haven't read it. <laughs> Keep that in mind. Yeah. I mean, it's, you know, they've got it in the brackets, you know, so it's like, okay, this is translated from something, but fucking what? You know? Right. I mean, she could just have a really thick Irish accent. For right. Me, you know? Sure. How about, uh, is there any, like, other bits about the art? I mean, we talked about the grotesqueness of it mm-hmm. kind of failing, but... I think it was really successful for everything else. I thought so, too. Uh, I really liked the clean room stuff. I thought that that was really well done. I, mm-hmm. I feel like that was probably... They probably worked backwards from that. That's what it felt like to me. Like, this is the prototype. Mm-hmm. This is what they thought of, how it would look and feel, and then everything else was created. Out of that. World built out of that. Because mm-hmm. the clean room stuff is very successful. Definitely. It's... um. Kind of like Image House stylish. Yeah, it I is. I would say, mm-hmm. yeah. So, okay, so who would uh, you recommend this to? Um, maybe somebody in their 20s. Um, somebody with a, a slight affinity for horror. Uh, more gore, I would say, though. You know, somebody's sort of a surface level, like, oh, I like zombie movies or something like that. Mm-hmm. It's probably good for them. I think it's a... I think it's a pretty good like psychological horror mm. kind of thing. Uh, 
really anybody into films like Final Destination and yeah. Uh, well, the thing is, I felt like a lot of the or, you know any yeah any of the Ring like any of these kind of things I think would work pretty well. And it but it does also remember have have the large thing with with the cult like stuff. Yeah. Uh, so you know anybody who's into that kind of thing would probably dig sure, it. Sure, definitely. Um, the only thing about the psychological horror thing is that that's the thing that I felt was sort of underserved. Sure. You know, so I might be kind of reluctant to give it to somebody that's like actually like into, a way into that. Right. Yeah. Yeah. True. I would go with some other things. That's that's sure. true. If somebody's like, oh, have you seen Minority Report? It's awesome. Boom! There you go. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> you, know? you know, it's it's psychological sci-fi. Uh, anybody into that those melding of genres, I think, would probably dig this. So yeah, I suppose that's gonna wrap it up. Then that's what we think of Clean Room. Uh, you can check back with us here soon. Pretty soon we're gonna be talking about uh, Grant Morrison's Heavy Metal, the heavy stuff metal. that he's done there so far. Mm -hmm. uh, what else do we got going on? Uh, we're gonna do a talks comics. That's right. We're going to talk are we going to talk about that new publisher that's mm -hmm. doing like the, the two dollar and less mm -hmm. yeah that'll be cool uh you can always click right here to subscribe if you're on youtube uh and then yeah right there it's in the middle of us and then uh down below us there's videos that you can watch uh the one over by drew is recommended by youtube and the one right here is the last thing you haven't seen